Hey, we are Isabel and Victoria from Seed to Harvest Ventures. We're a pre-seed and seed stage fund that invests in women-identified founders of color building software-enabled companies. We're emerging managers, raising our first fund, and sharing our experience along the way. Victoria, how's it going today? Uh, it's going interesting. I mean, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, we are going to talk about fund formation and back office today, mostly just our journey through it. We have an exciting milestone happening tomorrow. So um, I guess in celebration of getting access to our data room, we'll talk about <laughs> all the stuff that it took out to get here. The nerdy thing. We're going to get a data room tomorrow and get our back office. It's so exciting. I think our project manager is excited for us. <laughs> it's taken long enough. Um so, yeah. Do the weekly reflection stuff first. Yeah, before, before we, we jump gonna... in, um, I'll ask you first this week. What was one hard thing you did last week? Um, the hard thing I think this week was like we're we're about to do some live events, and I haven't really done events in this capacity before. Like I've done it for like work, uh, for like previous jobs where it was like pulling together maybe an internal event. Uh, but not something external. And so figuring out like sponsorships and how to talk to people about that um, and being annoying and emailing people multiple times about it um, and kind of secure locations has been hard, but kind of fun. That's awesome. I'm very excited about our events. Also, you've been crushing it on that front. Thank you. Um, what's one thing you're proud of this last week? Um... What am I proud of? I guess I'm like really proud of just like us like starting. I think just to really like solidify things. Like I think we have some good traction in a lot of different areas and now we're just like moving forward. Like I feel like we're in the like second or third phase of like now knowing what we didn't know before. And so now that we like, we know enough to like really you know, make a next version of our pitch deck that's really impactful and better. We know enough to like really figure out where we can like focus our efforts on like founders and like our brand. Like, I feel like now we can really, you know, we bring it back to like product stuff. Like we're finding product market fit in a lot of different things. And now it's like, how do we scale that? So how do we scale our brand? How do we scale our impact? How do we, you know, start actually investing even for our first close? Like we're really starting to like figure that stuff out and like, it just kind of seemed to coalesce this week, I think. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. All right. My turn to interview you very briefly. Um, what was the hard thing you did this week? I think this last week, it's been like, you kind of caught me today. With, <laughs> like, literally catching me because... Um, I feel like the hard thing, it hasn't been that hard. It's just been like volume. Like we have sent out comms and emails and just so much stuff on so many fronts, like on the LP front, on the founder front, events. We have some brand feedback on like just across the board that we're trying to get from people. And like, it's been really difficult to like send. So I sent out friends and family this week, like send all that stuff out and like just... I mean, it's end of summer, people are out of town, but just like, it's one of those where like, I wanted to get it out there, but it's been a lot of energy to do that. And then like that stuff takes time to come back. And so like, I think it's like 
also resetting my expectations because I'm like, all right, I checked it off my list. And then I kind of just assume the return comes with that, but it doesn't. So it's just like, I felt like a lot was going out of me this week and not a lot coming back energy wise. And so that's been a little difficult. I've had like a, I feel like I'm coming off of a high of being like, you know, a lot of energy and blind optimism slash delusion about in a positive way about like everything we're doing and we can achieve and like I crashed a little this week (laughs) 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 okay so like what's one thing you're proud of oh I mine is really similar to yours and it's the specifically it's the pitch deck like we did another iteration and I think it's like the first one where like every modification and tweak to our messaging and narrative that we wanted to put, I felt really confident and informed about doing. Whereas before it's been like, Oh, we got some feedback and like, we don't really know. Like this was the first time that we ran through it. And I don't feel like I'm having to like spend just upfront time or like cycles thinking through what it should be. It's like, we know the information to put on there. It's really clear. Um, just like adding more about our value, adjusting like deal flow. And a lot of it, I think, is like also to your point about getting a little bit of traction in a few different fronts. We're like now we have more to say and there's more concrete stuff to talk about. It's like in play. It's stuff that we're practicing. And so I'm feeling like proud that I feel confident about that. I think mm. it's like. I'm feeling more confident on the pitch deck front and like, I felt good about it. I don't think we've gotten a lot of like pushback on our deck, but it feels good to like know that we're adding stuff that will be valuable. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Okay. Let's talk about fund formation and back office. I know. We're going to hopefully this will not be boring. Um, Yeah. Well, it's, it's all kind of boring, but like, <laughs> it's just a lot. And I think it's something that like, I had no idea, like going in, even after reading, like I knew conceptually, but like the time it takes for contracts and working with different vendors and evaluating tools and all that stuff. Like when we started this process, I was like six to eight weeks in the bag. And like, <laughs> it's been like... I don't know, like three, four months. Yeah. I mean, I think I will say shout out to us for making a very key decision in the beginning, which is just like spend like we are operating on like a, a, a budget because, you know, we're supporting ourselves in this. Um, unfortunately, we do not have wealthy benefactors. Um, that would be great if anyone would like to be our wealthy benefactor. We're taking numbers, but <laughs> <clears throat> because we don't. Um, like we've had to figure out like what's our budget what are we doing and I think we just made such a key decision in the beginning is like throw money where we can find expertise in areas that we don't but are important and so the first thing we did we like was thinking about fun admin tools and we were like considering things like allocate and we were like you know I'd like to be I'm not the cheap person in life but I'm the cheap person in this fund and I was like how do we spend the least amount of money and you were like absolutely not like let's throw the money at the problem so that we can get the the support that we need. Yes. And also I think the nice thing with Carta as 
there's only two of us working on this. We've got a lot of work to manage and having someone manage this work stream was also very alluring and has been incredibly helpful. Um, so this also is not- fact, we're, we're doing Carta's Emerging Manager Program. This is not an ad, but if Carta, yeah. you would also like to sponsor us, feel free to do so. Yeah, but, but shout yeah. out to Julie, who has <laughs> helped us um, with everything yeah. Carta. It just has turned out to be like so supportive and like down to looking at contracts and writing comments. Like I know you explained this to me last week and I don't remember. Like <laughs> it's been really nice having a safe space to be new and like get the help and support that like that my expectations have been met. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't like there hasn't been anything that I feel like I couldn't ask or couldn't get help with. And like, that's exactly what we wanted. And I don't, I, I, I think it's rare too. to get a win like that. Yeah. No, but also like the money part, right. It's like we pay $10,000 that goes towards our fun admin fees, but like we can, every week we meet with Julie and like, we can ask her dumb questions. We can ask the same questions over again. And instead of like paying a lawyer every time we need a question and we just like right. ask, and they have like lawyers attached to them. So we, we've had to get additional work done for some things, um, other additional things that we're doing. But like, it's just been so great to just like not have to worry, not only worry about like feeling like an imposter syndrome or like, like you should know something, but also knowing that it's not costing you money to ask a question. Totally. Really helps. <laughs> That's a great point. And just the intros, intros to banking, intros to taxes in like tax folks, like, and even just gut checking too, like being able to ask someone who's working with a ton of funds, asking them like, have you seen anyone else do this in terms of like, we've done everything from like modeling gut checks to like our parent comp or holding company and like how we want everything to go. And like, it's just been really helpful to bounce ideas off of someone who is like, been exposed to a lot in the industry um and has like points of reference for that yeah um so kind of related so for our like fund formation stuff we use carta they did all the farms they made our gp entity our management company entity and our um uh the actual fund llc as well um without us having to do anything but sign a bunch of paperwork there's a lot of paperwork uh, but yes. we didn't have to manage it, which is great because I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> I just would have been like, I don't know, bye. Um, but I think something else is like uh, a part of your back office too is like the banking setup. And while we ended up going kind of with the classic for SV, uh, SVB for all of like our fun banking, like we have been using Mercury. And I will say I fucking for, love, it. love it. Yeah, for the holding company. That. Mercury's great. It's also nice, I think, too, like, we're product and design people. Like, they are new in the industry. They're making it super easy. Like, business banking is difficult. There's no wiring fees. Like, again, not an ad for Mercury, but, like, it is cool to work with a product that's relatively new, but, like, is listening to feedback and really just, like, nailing the space. Like, it's been super easy. We get virtual cards. Like... We're both alerted to stuff. Like it just could not I have been I think I still don't get my physical card yet. Did I ever get my No, it's sent to my it's sent here. I actually need to reach out because it's like I don't think it ever sent out. Yeah. Um 
so we have the virtual ones and it's just been like a a pleasure yeah to be honest to like yeah. bank with them and it doesn't look like it's from like 1972 which is what some other banking software looks like and so it's like not a dick just like it's it's cool to work with something that's like new and like shiny kind of startup word word um okay so next up fun times working with lawyers so finding your legal team finding your legal team we made some mistakes (laughs) yeah which we knew we took okay we took a calculated risk and it didn't work (laughs) and that happens and i'm glad it was a calculated cheap risk but everyone told us don't go cheap with your lawyers and we thought Cool, but we're gonna go cheap for this one. And okay, so we, didn't go cheap. we went middle tier. It we went middle cheap. tier. We like we're like let's do because like I, mean, I think originally remember we were talking to that woman I think out of the Midwest or upstate New York. Yes, and they had the emerging manager program, and she had done a lot of fun formation, which yeah. we were originally considering. Um, but that was like ballpark sixty k for not yeah. like a big name, and like we're not hung up on names and stuff like that, but like. That was like a middle to upper. There was another law team in San Francisco that was like in the hundreds. And like what's tricky with just going through the lawyers for that is like we weren't getting the software component or any of those other pieces that we'd have to have help with. So like, yeah, she was expensive. We were looking for context. We were looking for lawyers to just have our own representation outside of Carta as well because we've looked at doing accelerator programs that was a big part of like what we were talking about um doing as a fund um at the beginning of the year and so like we went out kind of looking to just get holding company like operator agreements for victoria and i just working together and being partners and then also having like a a contract in case we were to work with any companies just ad hoc um prior to like raising and so we did went with them and had great calls. We like loved talking to them, the, the firm that we went with because they were really indexing on like us um, articulating our relationship and making sure that we had a good foundation for doing business together. That was my draw. Yeah, agreed. But then we like had a meeting with them, told them all the stuff, filled out templates. And what we got back was chaos, like typos, no mention of accelerator program at all like not even like find find the word in the document or like and we had talked about warrants potentially that word wasn't even in there and it was just like it just felt like the ball got dropped super hard and we just cut cut and run kind of like Mm -hmm. our hope is if we need language like that in the future we've got a good starting point that we can kind of tweak to then give to another lawyer and hopefully it reduces time but it just I was I was frustrated at the like 5k that went to them yeah no that's true and I think too like what we ended up doing too is like right now just relying on like Carta's legal team for like specifically fun stuff yeah we need to make some changes because we have like <clears throat> an advisory services firm because you know we need money coming in um while we fundraise Right. And so we needed language to address that and make sure it was like disclosed properly and protected us uh, from affecting our management fees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we went with uh, Carter's legal team on that. And it was just nice because it was like super quick, easy. They already know all the documents because they're the people who created them. And like 
you know, it cost us a couple of thousand dollars, but it was just like knowing that it would be taken care of. Um, and especially because we have so many other things to worry about, it's just really nice. But we're still looking for additional representation, but now we have the time to kind of like yeah, get referrals, check people out without it feeling so like um, needed right now. Yeah, totally. And that's that like chicken and egg. Like you talk about wanting to do something and then... <laughs> like realize you're going to need a contract for it so I'm I'm glad the lesson we learned wasn't that expensive Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm glad we sussed that out early in the process with them too because if push came to shove and like we did need them for representation I would be highly suspect at this point like yeah I would not feel taken care of so it's just a good like in the future we should put up the cash for good lawyers (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like everyone is, I think that's the same thing. Another uh, VC friend of ours, Megan, she was saying a similar thing of like, went for cheap and then they were just like, fuck it, we're going to go with Cooley. <laughs> like you get, yeah. you know, you get, you get burned and then. Totally. It's a lesson to learn. Like. It's honestly, it's just hard though, right? It's like, if you don't have, you know, again, a wealthy benefactor or just a lot of money at your disposable, disposal, it's really hard to be like, fuck, like we're going to have to put up like half like 50,000 to 100k in lawyer fees just to get started like no that's, that's like more that's than what lot. we want to try and have as our like annual budget for like <laughs> fun well even so like you it's what like 100k is that like fund formation kind of allotment that you get yeah. lawyer fees the will blow reason. that out yeah. of the water like yeah. it's it's also just like yeah, figuring out where we want to put our money and like what's the most beneficial to the business and keeping everything going, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Okay, which part should we talk about next? Do we talk about accelerator stuff or should we talk? I was just going to say one thing before we move on. I'm just contracts and that they are so long and so hard to read. And when Julie, our project manager, has given us advice to chip away at it weekly. It is still so hard to do. Like I, my eyes <laughs> cannot my read bucks, more than like my one bucks page. To give are not there. I'm like, no, it's so that. hard, and it's like it's so funny because it's like the most important thing to be confident about and know in and out, and it is so hard getting myself to sit down and read through it. Like I've done it when like my son, I've got a year and a half year old like on the weekends he'll nap like on me like we'll do a contact nap and that's when I'm like all right I have two and a half hours to read this contract because <laughs> I like will not sit down and do it otherwise I hate it so much I gave myself- my- so my 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 text was like okay for this hour you will 30 minutes you'll read get through like or, or get through like two pages put it down a couple hours later you get through two pages like yeah that's that's like it helps it helps that like it's framed as like leave comments and questions in here because that actually really let me dig into it and like if anything I would just ask the worst like dumb questions that I would then find the answer to two paragraphs later but at least I was like engaging (laughs) I'd go back through and like clean it up yeah it was a lot it, but it um, is nice to like know that somebody else is looking at the contracts, not just you. Yes. And that like you have someone to kind of talk you through what it means. Also really helps that there's like the term sheet one that's like normal human language and then yes. the LPA, yes. which is like the extended lawyer language, which is 
absolute nonsense. But that one was the hardest one. Yeah. I was like, what is heretofore around this thing? (laughs) I don't know what this means. Also, why are you talking like this? Why is this happening? I just read a couple of those extra words and it scrambles my brain. Like, it's just not. And I can hit like you and I can handle such like technical complexity with stuff and then contracts. It's just out the window. Like, yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> shout out to Julie because that's the only reason yeah. we do that. I know. I was like, how could we do Salesforce integrations together but not read this contract? <laughs> <laughs> like, this will end me. I know. I can't do it. Ugh. Um, okay. Let's talk about. Um, setting up lps deal and like that okay so you want to talk about lps first or deal flow setup founder deal flow setup let's do lps first okay um also at the end like kind of summarize this with the whole checklist of everything so it's like easy to follow since like i don't even know if a checklist like that exists anywhere of like what you should be thinking about um so hopefully that's helpful and that you can get like a checklist of at least what we had to think about um but in regards to lps um, I mean, me being me, there was like several different databases <laughs> that I made on Notion that were just like, here's some people I found, here's some people who suggested to me, here's some other random information. I don't know, like, I can't be trusted to organize. It was a lot. Them. Yeah. But it was good. Like, I mean, I think we started out because some of it was like programs and all of that. And once we got yeah. it into one table... And also set up some workflows on it. Like once so we, we ask- so for context, we use uh, Airtable to manage just like our CRM for yeah. um, LPs because we were just like we just don't. Well, it's like a combination of Airtable and then once LPs move to a certain point, then getting them into Carta because that's where our, our data room and everything is and like where they sign all the agreements. So it's like a combination of both Airtable and Carta to do mm-hmm. like the full workflow with LPs. Yes. And it was nice using Airtable or it is nice using Airtable because we're constantly able to tweak what we have to adjust to any like workflow changes. So that's something that like upfront we haven't gone with like another solution. Um, It's just like really low cost to get started quickly. And then it just integrates. We have Zapier that we pull in some integrations for, um, for founder deal flow and some LP stuff. And so that like putting all that together has been helpful because it's so customized. Um, to like to deep dive in that to a little bit more, like I think it evolved initially from like just getting them all in one place and mm-hmm. like figuring out what information we needed around them, which was really about like a big thing that came up was like, how do they define emerging managers? Because we started off our strategy with talking to fund of funds and a lot of them have emerging manager directives and or diverse manager directives. But as most of you will find out, if you don't already know, those words mean a lot of things. So sometimes emerging manager means raising up to their their third funds. Sometimes it means emerging, but still raising over a hundred million dollars. Like it literally can mean a lot of stuff. And so we also need to build out like, what data do we need for them? Like what's their average check size? Where do we learn about them? All the things that we needed to do to like really fill out that profile. And then we over time built this like flow around like who we contacted because we've done cold outreach as well as like warm intros. And then understanding, you know, when we've talked to them, who wants to follow through with a second meeting? Who wants to keep going? When do we get a soft commit? Like 
eating this. So should we re-engage? Like all of that, it allows us to track. Yes. Thank you for going into detail about that. Um, It also has helped us with like first meetings, getting some of these salient points, like asking like, if you were to commit right now, like, are you interested in moving forward? And like having these kind of checks that we're able to then like look at each LP and say like, all right, we got like a yes, like contact us again, you know, try, we're fundraising, contact us in a few months, like all of that. So that's been really helpful. It was really difficult to keep track of everything when it was all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it's hard. Like one thing we really struggled with, and I think a lot of fund managers probably struggle with is like, especially emerging ones. It's like, there isn't like a specific like workflow with a lot of LPs, like because it's so relationship based. Like, it's not like, okay, we have three meetings. And, like, part of the reason we went with Fund of Funds at the beginning is we thought they would have more of a process. And some of them do, but still in general, it's just, like, they have a checklist of information they want, and but they also want to get to know you. So you might have, like, lunches with LPs and all this stuff that isn't, like, a specific workflow to follow through. And so we were just trying to figure out how do we actually track progress. And so we just really broke it up into key milestones, which we were, like, actually replying to an outreach, actually scheduling a first meeting, expressing interest, and then like getting a commit and then sending over documentation felt like the right milestones to follow. And then we just kind of keep track of like where we are in those milestones with like comments and stuff on Airtable and lots of fields. We have so many fields. but Yeah, lots of fields. Um, yeah, that's a good rundown mm-hmm. on that. Cool. Uh, Want to talk about founders? Yes. Founders has been similar. Honestly, the <laughs> hardest part with both is just getting all the information in. It's like committing once a week to going through it. What has been helpful is now that we're doing like reviews every week. It's a good time to do all of that. Um, yeah. But founders, similarly, like we capture some of the like the basic information. We're actually going to start iterating on this now by adding something new in our process which is just a form that captures a lot of this stuff so even if it's someone that we meet at a conference or wherever like we're able to just send them this form and get a standard intake what we found is like a lot of the information we need is easy to answer for a founder but like we don't want to spend our first intro meeting going over all of that or like asking those spending time asking those questions and getting answers like they can just fill that out and we're able to then like follow up with questions um so that I think will be really helpful. Um, I'm just pulling up our table to look at oh, it. Yeah, I, I have it up too. So like, I think what's been interesting for us is managing that inbound because yeah. like, deal flow is okay. Like LPs are like emailing or using like a, a outsourcing. We use sales navigator a lot actually for LPs and, and reaching out to people um, as well as like getting warm intros. Uh, and so like, that's pretty easy to manage, but like with deal flow, it's like, we have these virtual office hours every week where the purpose um, is to like help with product and design uh, for founders, but we also meet a lot of uh, companies that we are interested in there. And so those are a part of it. Then there's like people who like send us founders by via email. Then there's like meet co- founders at conferences or at like demo days or like wherever. So there's all these different sources but we need to get them all into one place. And so that's been the difficult part, but also track the sources. So we know like where we're getting like our return on effort from. 
mm-hmm. and like where we're meeting high quality founders from and so like it took a while to like do that <laughs> because yeah. it was like and also making sure we understood the information we needed for each uh, deal right so some of it was obvious like have their pitch deck um and like understanding like you know their contact information but like you know we started being like oh shit we need to know like their funding stage their revenue like um you know their data room like what like how they think about their business model whether b2c b2b like as we started talking to more and more founders we were like okay here's we started to get a good picture of like what we needed to know about each company and then started building out a flow which is a lot easier than an LP flow because like we kind of control so much that easier. A bit more. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, in order to like be respectful of both our time and our founders' time, it was really like, okay, like, what do we need to do in order to make a decision? And so shout out to one of the first founders you met. Sorry, we met with you probably so many times and we didn't really know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> but thank you for, you know, being a part of our lives. Um, but like now it's like we have a current process where we're like, we have our first call, we like, we have our first call with them and we have very specific like call outs of like, okay, we want to understand what problem they're solving for. And like, if we're interested in moving forward, that's just a 30 minute conversation, yeah. everything, but we do it. And then like, after we talk, we meet weekly to talk about each of the companies um, that we've met with. Um, oh, sorry. I started too early. So before that, we actually like have a pool because we also have like a pitch form, uh, a pitch a pitch deck form on our website. And so we'll check like any submissions or any people that we've met. We'll both kind of walk through like the decks and be like, yay or nay, if we want to have an initial meeting. At the initial meeting, we have some t- key takeaways we want, which are basically around like, what problem are they solving? Do we see like the scale of this? And like, do we want to kind of deep dive more? Like, is there enough there to deep dive more? We have a one-hour deep dive where we'll go into like the questions we really care about. So for some, it's really deep diving into their product. Some is deep diving into their business model. It just kind of depends uh, based off that initial conversation. Then we kind of engage them um, past that point. And so like that's like that's like a little bit of a middle ground because sometimes we have more questions or not. But the the next basic milestone we think about is like due diligence. So like and for yeah. us due diligence, we don't put anyone into it until we're like ready to commit and basically we're trying to like make sure there's nothing that's a surprise or that we should watch out for but like we're convinced about that founder and their business and investing in it um and then it's just obviously doing due diligence and then like you know we also have a whole section for people we pass on people we don't think is our good fit but want to pass to other people um and then kind of like a holding area too for founders where we're interested like there's a founder we met that like we like them as a founder but we're not really excited about that company and they're also really thinking about like what that company is and so it's kind of like a holding air to like keep engaged with that person but like it's not like a complete pass on them yeah. so like that's how we've kind of structured it yeah and both of these we continue to kind of iterate and tweak um i'd say the founder one is a lot more figured out than the lp one the lp one though like you said it's just so much more vague that whole middle ground there's multiple meetings and so that one we're just like kind of review a little differently than the founders um okay the last thing we're going to talk about is accelerators as emerging managers is that yeah okay yeah i think so kind of to what's interesting about the whole like back office 
conversation um, is like one, it's like kind of boring, um, but two, it's like really needed. And I think when you're like an emerging manager, especially when you're a small team, which you most likely are, it's hard to figure out like what do you need to do and like what can have like be done for later. And so I um, got into an accelerator program um in the fall of last year because I was like I just need to know like what to do like there's all these steps right it's like people are like you need to have founder pipeline you need to like you know soft circle money you need to do xyz and like okay that's like seven things like which one do I do first and what order and so this accelerator kind of promised to like help you do things in the right order and then like raise money by the end of it um I started this accelerator I realized fairly quickly that it was not for me um, in, another, in a number of ways. One at the time, a big one at the time was that like I was, we were thinking about the fund as a venture studio yeah. and we were really focused on funds. And so like a lot of the prompts that they gave us were like not helpful for a studio. Um, and like, I would ask questions about like, Hey, this, I don't really understand this relates to studio. They couldn't really answer. Um, the second was like, they were kind of just not great. Um, like we had office hours where it was, I thought there should be individual setup where we kind of go over your fun thesis and they give feedback, but end up being small groups, which isn't like terrible, but I just uh, mismatch expectations. But when I gave my thesis, he was just like, I don't know, it's a little wordy, but like, that's it. And I was like, okay, maybe this guy's just bad at like giving feedback. But the other three people in the room who were all white men, he was like, they gave their thesis, he was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I think you should change this based off your past, you know, the work you've done before, like giving really good specific feedback that I didn't get. And I was just like, cool. So I'm a black woman. You don't give a shit about what I'm doing. Um, but you can like talk to all these white dudes about what they're doing. Um, yeah. And ask like a lot of critical questions and digging in and all of that. And I remember you calling me after that and it just was like, this is not where I don't think where you should spend your time. <laughs> yes. And like, luckily it was a free program. So I didn't really lose out on much, but what did suck about it was like, it was just really disheartening to like, feel like mm-hmm. you didn't like you don't matter to people. And like, when you're just like, I need help and somebody promises to help you, but then they just like, don't give a fuck. You're like, okay, this really sucks. Um, and so like, we're still looking for programs like we are semi-finalists for VC include, um, which we've heard really good things about. Um, and there's some other like kind of programs we're looking for, but I think like one thing I will say is like, try to get as much like, um, I don't love this word, but like back channel reviews about programs before you do it, especially if you have to pay again, the one I did was free, but especially if you have to pay, definitely try to get information about it. Um, but also just like, figure out what you need out of it because like at the time I think I just needed help with the structuring of things and like how which step I should do first but I think we got lucky slash we also were strategic in that like when we signed up for the Carter program we got that structure that we needed yeah at least on the like fun formation and back office side and then we had this mental energy and time and space so they figure out the founder side and the LP side which we kind of had to do on our own yes Yes. I highly, I second doing that, like getting the review also just because the amount of time it takes to apply, like it takes 
a lot. And that one that you're talking about from last fall, you had to do a video for, I think. Like, yeah, the video. There's like- all sorts of involved things that take your time. And like, it's just, it's like you said, it can be very disheartening when you're putting this time and energy and like hoping to get something out of it. And then it doesn't come to fruition. Like we don't have a ton of time. You don't have a lot of time. It's like not great to feel like it's being misused. Yes. Okay. Is there anything else we want to say before we kind of go over our checklist? So people are just thinking about like, what should I think about? No, I think that's it. That's all I can think of. It's what we had like jotted down. Um, Even with having like support with the fun formation side, like it does still feel chaotic. It's just a lot. Like Mm -hmm. you really are keeping several work streams together at the same time. And so it's like going to be normal to feel overwhelmed, I think, (laughs) like a little lost. It's like, yeah. It's like that. It's kind of like the opposite of what we always tell founders to do. It's like focus on one thing. And it's like, we kind of do it anyway. And now with like setting our own like weekly cadence of like goals, yeah. but you really are doing like three plus jobs all the time. You're pushing like a little at a time across multiple fronts. Yeah. And then sometimes switching to like a little and a lot over here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then a little over there and a lot over here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, all right. If you're a merchant manager thinking about a checklist, I think the first thing you think about is fund formation. So, I mean, unless you somehow have the skills of a lawyer or free access to a lawyer, highly recommend either like a do-it-yourself tool, like allocate if you have the like financial understanding to do it, or just going with a program like Carta if you have the like financial um financial capacity to do so because like your benefit to investors is not your ability to run a back office like so like do not put your energy your mental energy there unless like it's super easy for you to do um pay for it or like find a find like some cheap lawyers or you know hopefully you're married to a lawyer and they can do it for you um that would be great um (laughs) the next thing is thinking about like in regards to fund formation is like banking set up. And so like, you're going to need banking entities for the GP um, entity, the management company and the, um, the fund itself. And so like making sure that's set up. And then in regards to like fund formation itself, there's like LLCs for each of those entities that need to be created. Um, and then there are, um, once those LLC created, there are also some like fund, like forms, like there's the form D that you need to like fill out, but that isn't actually like. Um, that goes into signed. play with the first close. Yeah. And si- yeah. signed until your first close. And so there's a, that contract. And I don't think I'm, I think I'm remembering all the contracts like form D specifically. And then like, Oh, sorry. Lies. Um, before form D is actually like your term sheet and your LPA. And so like, as you're doing like the formation of those entities, uh, those three entities, you also need to have like, your limited partner agreement and your term sheet. Your term sheet is like a shortened version of the LPA. And so you want to make sure you have both of those things. That's where lawyers get very involved. There's usually templates for that. I don't know if there's free templates, like free founder templates, like for safes and stuff. Carta might have some available. Um, I think VC uh, Lab might have starter docs for that too, but you're still going to want a lawyer to look over it specifically for your fund, um, even if you find a template for that. Um, the next thing I would think about 
if you're not using a program, you'll have to think about this before, but lawyers, there's, you know, your standard firms, there's Fenwick, there's Cooley, there's probably another one that I'm forgetting, but those are the top two I can think of. Like, if you have the money, go for it. Um, <laughs> like, but make sure you pick people who know what they're doing, especially with fund formation, just because like, you don't want to get fucked. Like, yes. you just don't. And things to think about with lawyers too, outside of those ones I just talked about, is your operating agreement. Make sure, like, even if you guys do it yourself, that a lawyer at least looks over it and asks you questions. Because there was questions that even though that law firm wasn't great, they did ask us some good questions around like, what happens if someone, you know, doesn't want to do this anymore? What happens if someone is injured or like, unfortunately passes away? What happens, like, what is the actual like equity split up with you all? Like, what happens if you want to bring on another partner? Like, you just want somebody who understands the legal implications to ask you those questions and kind of work through it with you. Um, oh, and then, well, oh, so that's all the, like, fun admin, back office, like, you know, the legal financial part. Um, and then thinking about, like, your other back office stuff, um, this is, like, a lot of people talk about, like, operation due diligence or ODD, which is such a silly term to me, but operational due diligence. Um, so this is where you're thinking about like, how do you manage your deal flow, right? So like, where do you source deals from? How do you make sure you get the information you need? How do you perform due diligence as a fund? You need to have like answers to that while you're fundraising, but also things to just think about for your sanity, to be honest. Like what things like, so what we talked about is like, what's our ideal workflow and how, what do we need to understand and learn about founders in order to make an investment decision? And then how do we get that information that we need to justify our investment decision to our LPs? Same thing, well, same but different with LPs, you know, tracking who you're talking to, tracking conversations, making sure you're understanding like who's actually interested, the amount of money that they're interested in, who understands like what you do um, so that you can really fundraise and, and close. Um, and then there's like stuff we didn't talk about, but that'll come into effect that Again, we might be doing a free Africarta, but whatever. Um, like, they were really helpful. They gave us this, like, um, Google Drive that has all of our legal documentation and stuff, but it also has, like, starter templates. So, like, for portfolio construction, budgeting, um, fund modeling, they have that information there. And, like, even though it's, like, obviously not one size fits all, it's just, like, good starter information to think about because, like, you're going to need to think about your fund modeling, your portfolio construction budgets, um, and it has like really good start information about like what kind of budget th things you need to consider around your budget. And especially for like fund managers, the way you can use your fees in order to pay for like health insurance, like hiring other employees, just understanding all that stuff was like really helpful. Is it something I forgot? No, you like crushed it. Thanks for taking it away on all that. That was like such a good summary of everything we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Thanks for closing us out on that one. You really, that was awesome. Thanks, babe. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, thanks everyone for joining us today and chatting about fund formation and back office. Um, fund managers, new, emerging existing we'd love to meet you you can follow us on linkedin we're seed to harvest ventures our links are in our profile um also feel free to send us an email say hi share feedback let us know if you want to be a guest at all and talk about your experience um you can reach us at hello at seed to harvest bs.com 
see you guys next Thanks time. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs>